Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day of the life of Jesus meets yours. We've got your daily Bible reading for April 3rd, 2019, looking at Galatians chapter 6. And actually today, chapter 6, and at least the themes and the thoughts of chapter 6, begin back in chapter 5, beginning in verse 25. Reads like this. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk in step with it. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. Brothers, if a person is caught as some trespass, you who are spiritual should restore such a person in a spirit of humility, carefully watching yourself so that you are also not tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way fulfill the law of Christ. For if someone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Let each person test his own work and then he will take pride in regard to himself, and not his neighbor. For each man will bear his own burden. Let the one who is taught the word of God share all good things with his teacher. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. To be sure, whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Indeed, the one who sows for his own sinful flesh will reap destruction from the sinful flesh. But the one who sows for the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Let us not become weary of doing good, because at the appointed time we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who belong to the household of faith. See what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. Those who want to look good in the flesh are the ones who are trying to compel you to be circumcised. Their only reason is so that they are not persecuted for the cross of Christ. As a matter of fact, Those who are circumcised do not keep the law themselves, but they want to have you circumcised so that they can boast about your flesh. But far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. In fact, in Christ Jesus, circumcision or uncircumcision does not matter. What matters is being a new creation. Peace and mercy on those who follow this rule, namely, on the Israel of God. Finally, let no one cause me any trouble, because I bear the marks of the Lord Jesus on my body. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. This is the word of our God. And this concludes Rome, This concludes Galatians chapter 6. Spending a lot of time in Romans lately, I suppose. Galatians chapter 6, and tomorrow we'll pick it up again in the book of Acts with the interim between Paul's first and second missionary journeys. And so this chapter really puts, really puts some practical application and some pointed application on what he has been saying all along. All along, he's been saying that you can't do anything to earn forgiveness from Jesus. And if you put conditions on your faith, that's basically the same thing. If you're saying you have to do this or you have to do that or don't do this or don't do that, as something that God himself has not said in his law, if you put conditions on your faith, then you're really saying that you have to earn forgiveness or that you have to contribute your own righteousness. And if you want to contribute your own righteousness or earn your own forgiveness, then you have to do it perfectly and completely from beginning to end. So Paul has kind of come around again to hammering home the idea that we are justified by grace alone, through faith alone, and this not from ourselves, this not from our own works, but as a gift of God. But sometimes there's the accusation and the wondering, well, 
you Lutherans, and sometimes the accusation sticks, you Lutherans who talk so much about the free forgiveness of God, why don't you Lutherans do more good works? Why don't you do more for our community, for our area? And why are Lutherans judgmental? Are we judgmental? I don't know. Sometimes we are. And Paul really sets that straight and corrects that here. Galatians chapter 6 is an excellent, excellent little chapter for contemplating. Spending more time than these 10 minutes in just reading through and, and thinking about it and letting your mind wander a little bit as to how can we communicate the love of Jesus to this area? How can I live in such a way that communicates my thankfulness for the forgiveness that Jesus has won for me? And so the the opening verses here, if someone is caught in a trespass, you who are spiritual should restore such a person in a spirit of humility, carefully watching yourself so that you are not also tempted. The word here for restore a person um, is really an interesting word. It's it's the idea or the word that is used for James and John mending their nets at the Sea of Galilee, filling in the holes. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, sitting there and um, and working through their nets piece by piece in places where large holes had been torn and stitching it back together so that, so that when they use those nets again that following night, they're not going to be losing all tons of fish or having their net totally destroyed. So they are, um, they are mending their nets. And that's the idea here, restoring such a person, mending that person. Um, it's kind of a transferred, transferred meaning from mending the nets to restore to a proper condition. In this case, the proper condition is somebody who is caught in sin is led to repentance. It's also a word that has to do with like a broken bone knitting itself back together, restoring itself to a proper condition, mending itself. And, and maybe that's a good illustration for um, how do we approach somebody who is caught in sin, whether, whether a public sin or something slightly more private or something that they try to keep hidden, the reaction to a broken bone. If the reaction is, ah, not a big deal tape it up and walk it off. That's that's not a good reaction to somebody who has a broken bone, somebody who's, you know, lying there with a femur sticking out. Um, another reaction would be to turn away in revulsion. Oh, that's that's gross. That's that's sick. That's not cool. Um, but that's not appropriate and that doesn't help the person with a broken bone. Uh, third reaction, hey, did you hear about that? You gotta see gotta see his femur. That's gossip or what about well why did you do that it serves you right for playing bad defense or wearing the wrong kind of shoes or fill in the blank well that's being judgmental as if we're the ones judging them serves them right they've made their bed now they've got to lie in it the one appropriate reaction that paul highlights for us here uh, restoring somebody gently returning them to their proper condition is to call the ambulance and comfort the brother and get some help so the healing can begin. When correction is needed, we can't turn away in revulsion like that's gross. We can't turn away in carelessness, you know, not my circuit, circus, not my monkeys. We can't turn away in gossip and leave that person there. We have to act and speak in a way that cares for them and does what is best for them. We can't turn away and, and blame and put ourselves above it. Well, 
that's his problem. But I, well, I'll, I'll help him, but I would never fall into that kind of sin. Can't blame the sinner and just leave it at that. Well, serves you right. This is what you were doing. Rather, godly admonition is leading somebody to repentance, talking to them, saying, dear friend, what's actually going on? It's okay. I, I, I can listen. You can tell me more. What's actually going on? Repentance always leads somebody to trust that Jesus has forgiven that person. And so when you talk about repentance, it, it eventually gets to a point of speaking God's law. Did you realize that this particular activity is not in line with the Word of God? That that some might say this particular activity is is okay for me or I can handle it? But that's the lie that we talked about this past Sunday. Um, the lie that I can handle it and I'm in control. And eventually that becomes the lie of nobody will notice. And then one day that switch will flip. And then it becomes the lie of Satan that God can't forgive me. Repentance points to Jesus for forgiveness and says, Dear friend, you do realize, you do see and your conscience attests to it that what this this particular behavior is wrong and it's against God's will. But there is forgiveness in Jesus. He has forgiven you. He has put his name on you in your baptism. And that baptism still stands for you today. So return to him. And let's leave this, this particular sin here. Let me bandage you up and get you in the ambulance so we can take you to the hospital. And God can, God can address you with law and gospel. And God can comfort you with his truth. And that sort of attitude plays itself out in verses 7 and following. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. To be sure, whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Indeed, the one who sows for his own sinful flesh will reap destruction from that sinful flesh. But the one who sows for the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Second thought. Let us not become weary of doing good, because at the appointed time we will reap if we do not give up. Third thought. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who belong to the household of faith. And then as we wrap up today, I've got two other fine little notes. Verse 14 was our seminary class's, um, con not confirmation verse, it was our class verse, uh, but far be it for me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world, that we have life in Christ. And even if, even if that life in Christ means death in this world or is seen as being of little value, we still have life with Christ. Finally, verse 17, let no one cause me any trouble because I bear the marks of the Lord Jesus on my body. That comment probably referring to scars and, uh, and bruising from having been pelted with stones and left for dead on that first missionary journey um, among the exact people that he is writing to. Finally, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. And so as you go about your day, just take a moment to say thank you, Lord, for my forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for putting your name on me at, your bapti at my baptism. And give us eyes and words and ears to see those caught in sin and to listen and to listen and to listen and finally to speak for the purpose of binding up 
and restoring to this, this person to the rightful condition in Christ. You can find us tonight, 6 p.m. Lenten Supper, 7 p.m. Lenten Worship. And you can also fo follow us on YouTube if you tune in there for uh, the live stream worship. And find us on Facebook. Just search for Resurrection Mommy. God bless your day.